Welcome back, and we are starting a new season of the Portman Podcast with a little bit of a different uh, twist than usual. Um, instead of having a guest, I'm going to have a bunch of guests on because we're going to be going through a Bible study. So I want to kind of intro um, three of the guests who decided to show up on our first day to film. Uh, Parker, Luke, and Reeves, uh, explain a little bit about who you are and what y'all do. What's up, guys? My name is Parker Amos. Uh, my wife's name is Freddie. She works for LO, Live Original. She's a counselor for them. So so brought us over here, and I uh, manage Buck Commander, so I work for Willie. So we're all uh, kind of in the family now. So excited to be here. Thanks and for having us. Oh, and big news, having a little girl in about four weeks from now. So Boom. We're excited about it. Life's about to change. But we're, really, we're really excited. Her name's Collins. Yeah, we produce girls well, right here, too, by the way. <laughs> we produce we Everyone produces Five girls right here. Five Five girls, girls in the makings. Right here. <laughs> Yes, sir. Let him hear it, Luke. The worship will be tearing it up. Let, let him hear it, Luke. <laughs> yep. Let All right, so uh, I'm Luke Albritton, uh, married to Elise. My wife doesn't work for Lowe, uh, <laughs> but she uh, is beautiful and awesome. Uh, I have a uh, drone business, and so I do things with drones. So, yeah, that's kind of my life and what I do. So Elise and I have two daughters, Everly Ann Albritton, and then we have Faith Aaliyah Albritton, which was just born about a month and a week ago, so we have a newborn and a year and a half old. So I am Reeves Walker. I write music and lead worship for LO Worship, and my wife also sings with us from time to time, and she is beautiful as well and awesome. She does not work for LO, but she does all kinds of ministry things like we all do together, and um, fun fact, she is his wife's sister, so we are brothers-in-law, and... Yeah, brother-in-laws, I'm not the one that can sing. My wife can sing, Lydia can sing, and Reese can sing. I show up You're support. Yeah, You're but I like living in the shadows. <laughs> uh, typically, we'll have Jacob join us, who's my brother-in-law, but he chose to go duck hunting this morning instead mm. of joining us, uh, which is whatever. Um, Ducks over the Lord. And then our other buddy, Brian, uh, had to work, so he's going to join us whenever... This work schedule allows it. So thank you for tuning in. Hope that this um, new season is uh, a fun little twist for you. James 1, verse 1. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes in the dispersion, greetings. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you face... Oh gosh, when you meet trials. All right, keep it rolling. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that this testing of your faith produces steadfastness instead, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So my Bible's kind of hard to read because I have so many markings everywhere. Of course you do. (laughs) (laughs) So spiritual. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is like a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. Let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation and the rich in his humiliation, because like a flower of the grass he will pass away. For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers its grass. Its flower falls and its beauty perishes. So also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test of time, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to him, to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. 
for God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has fully conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it has fully grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we should be kind of first fruits of his creatures. Dude, it is hard to read out loud like that. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to read in my mind. You gotta break out the message Bible. <laughs> break like on your mind can break read on out the message. Then you can talk. Well, you know, I was always the kid growing up. Where like, do you remember those things? In which I had, a, I was, I was, I had a hard time reading in uh, elementary school. But do you remember like the? Uh, it was like a bookmark, but the middle of it had like the highlighted portion, mm-hmm. and you would like move it down. Yeah. Oh yeah, for each, yeah, line. For each line. They would like block out the other. <laughs> that was me. I always I hated getting called on in school for reading because I did not like reading out loud. And I always had my little highlighter, which is why I just did my little finger. It's like it's one of those things you can do well, but it's just you stress yourself out. So it makes you like, you know, you can actually do it, but the stress of it keeps yeah. you from being able to actually. I mean, I'm good. I'm good reading like yeah. in my mind, but reading out loud is a little harder. Like if you were listening, uh, I'm reading ESV. Uh, there's probably some things I... I, I said that made it seem maybe like it wasn't, but it, it was ESV. So, um, but we're going to get on into it. Um, I hope that just this conversation, um, it's encouraging and it's uplifting, but also challenging. And this is how we do a Bible study. We just pick a book and we go through it. And oftentimes it leads to confessional moments and accountability, and uh, but all still tying back into the Word. So we're going to talk about James 2 because this is a verse that... Um, I think it's really pivotal just to kind of start out with. It says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. I feel like many people like reference this verse all the time, even like non believers. You know, it's like consider it joy. Well, may, maybe not non believers, but it's such a like a common thing to say to, to even like this to, this to tell people that right. like like football players when they yeah going through some football hard players games, you know or whatever boys if we ain't suffering then we ain't gonna win this game that, that whole mentality yeah but it's even like it's like, like philippians 4 13 yeah it's like jeremiah 29 11 right like it's you kind of group that and uh to where it can become flippant yeah versus like okay how do i actually because when you're actually in something that sucks it is not like the last thing you want to say is, well, kind of joy because, you know, it's going to produce steadfastness. It's like right. it almost would bother me when someone says it. Oh, yeah. It's in the face of a trial. Right. <laughs> when you're in it. Well, because I mean, it's because it's hard. Like, you know, and I think that's the thing that's I think that's the thing that can be confusing at times. It's like, how do you get to a point where like you because I think that's the thing I wrestle with. It's like when you're in when you're in, in a situation that's like awful or like not fun it's like you know how do you just you know keep keep looking at it like you know i'm just gonna smile and not let it bother me yeah Yeah. you know especially when it's like wave after wave of just like yeah um yeah i think you know obviously you know hearing the hearing james write it you know james if you're listening you know james is the half brother of jesus um and this is one of the most 
this is probably my favorite book in the Bible, just from like a get to the point, practical, mm-hmm. like I'm just gonna tell you how it is. Um, but yeah, I think I don't know, what what do y'all think about about like the idea of whenever you face many trials, how do you, how do you get to a point where you, you know, count it joy? Yeah. I don't know. I, I was thinking about this, um, with it, like James saying here, it's like testing of the faith. And so like, like thinking about like when you go in to take a test, like it's got to do with preparation on like your outcome. Right. And so in order for our, like to, cause I think about, we try to th- count this as joy when the trial happens. Right. But, I think preparation has to be done before the trial happens mm-hmm. as far as because we know like happiness is circumstantial, right? right? Joy is something that is built off some type of foundation, right? That's something that's something that's different. So uh so I don't know, I think for me is a lot of times why I do get frustrated with this is because of like the preparation leading up to it. Maybe I'm not prepared mm-hmm. enough uh for these uh, sufferings, whatever the sufferings may be. And right. he kind of says trials here, and that can mean, you know, anything from death to just like a relationship struggle. It could be, you know, a lot of two ends of the spectrum. And so I think that's something for me that I've had to realize. It's like it's so much harder to be joyful when the circumstance happens mm-hmm. than having a heart full of joy when it does happen. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's, I think it's, and that, that's hard to do because it's like we get busy with life and like with kids. And that's how, like, I noticed the past couple of years, my study time has changed drastically because of kids, right. not in a bad way, but I've had to adapt. And it's like, here's the things I got to do because a lot of times I have a happy heart, not a joyful heart. And I think when I do get in those moments of, you know, trials, that's why I do get upset, right? Or I right. get, you know, show anger towards, Elise or, you know, a friend, whatever it may be. And so, I don't know, that was just some thoughts that I had that, you know, I, I think I've not done a good job of, but I'm seeing that's how I have to prepare myself to to get to that point, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't feel like too. Me and, me and Reeves were talking about this in the deer stand the other day. But I think even just with our culture and, like, social media, I think it's easy to, like, compare trials, mm. you know, to where it's like you see something like, this family is going through something that's super traumatic and then it almost like diminishes it, which, which, you know, to some extent it is nice to have, you know, to be humble about like seeing situations like, well, I don't have it near as bad as that. But at the same time, it doesn't necessarily diminish like what you are going through, you know, like you said, right. like, like relational conflict, like even though it's not as big as like the death of a family member to somebody else, like to you in that moment, it still feels like something big. You know, I think sometimes mm-hmm. we can like, kind of just play that game of like well it's not as big as so and so's and it's like but it's still big to you like you know even even if it is you know a marriage argument or a relational conflict or yeah you know something like that it's yeah it's not detrimental or it's not the biggest thing but it but it is a big deal Mm -hmm. you know and i think sometimes like we can maybe you know, not say it's as big of a deal because of other things that we see or whatever. But the thing that's interesting to me is like, he goes on to say, like, if you do this, then like this will, like you will be perfect and complete lacking in nothing. I think, cause I mean, if you see people that are like, you know, that do go through hard things and it doesn't shake them. Yeah. And it's like, how do you, mm-hmm. like, how do you get like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that really does look like someone who's just, who lack, who lacks in nothing. Like no matter then that that's Job, you know, yeah. it's like no matter what happens to you, you're just content yeah. and you're not gonna 
curse God. You're just gonna yeah. consider it joy. I'm definitely yeah. not there. I'm Mm-mm. I'm nowhere near there. Pornography is not an easy topic to talk about, but it is something that we must talk about, especially for us men, whatever age group you are, I'm sure that you have at one point in your life been exposed to porn. Uh, for me, I used to be super addicted, man, throughout high school, early on in college, it was just something that I could not get a grasp on. And for the life of me, I just could not figure out how to defeat it. And I went through a long time period where it just had such a, you know, such a grip on my life. And it wasn't until I'd really found true accountability that I was able to be set free from it. And man, there are so many companies out there that are working against you, against your family, against your marriage even. And there is one company that is working for you, and that is Covenant Eyes. And Covenant Eyes has been the number one trusted software for over 23 years for Christians seeking to live a porn-free life. So Victory by Covenant Eyes is a powerful tool that helps Christians who are serious and want to quit porn for good or never start. Victory combines industry-leading technology with decades of experience in leadership and recovery, content, accountability, and behavior change. Victory app has powerful accountability features built in, and the optional blocking technology makes it an unparalleled tool in the fight to live a porn-free life. And Scripture also teaches us the importance of being accountable. If you look at Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Or James 5, 16, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So here's how it works. First, use my link, partner.covenanteyes.com slash huff and download Victory on all your devices. And so once it's installed, Victory runs silently in the background of your devices and using cutting-edge AI technology to watch the screen for behavior that does not match your goals. Next, you will invite a trusted friend to be your ally. This is someone who can walk beside you through the ups and downs of recovery. Your ally will get push notifications on any porn use and reminders to have accountability conversations, even if everything is going well. So just remember, accountability is not others calling you out on your sin, but others calling you up to the person that you are in Christ. Anyone can get started on their path to recovery for free by visiting partner.covenanteyes.com slash huff and using my promo code huff for 30 days or by clicking on the link in the show notes today. That's partner.covenanteyes.com slash huff. Yeah, I feel like for me, there's just a, definitely a moment, kind of like I was saying earlier, it's just initially if somebody... Like, I'm already probably thinking about the verse, like, when something comes. And I was talking about this yesterday, like, finding out that my mom had cancer, which at this point now she's fully cancer-free. But, um, like, finding that out, at the time I felt like I was going through, like, everything. I feel like everything was going wrong. I'd just gotten in a wreck and changing jobs, and it was just at every turn. I felt like something was just in my way. And when I read this verse... This is something that comes up in my head almost every time something goes wrong. But it's like I almost have a moment where the rubber finally meets the road. It just takes a minute for me, at least. I don't know if y'all relate to that, like to find that joy in that. Mm-hmm. Like initially, I'm just like, mm-hmm. and it, and I was talking about it yesterday because when my mom told me about that, it was really after the fact. I looked back and I was like, I really wasn't present in that moment because I was so focused on the fact that I just got bad news again. And, um, you know, I even recognized it in the moment and I definitely like shifted and I was like, I'm sorry. I'm just, I just can't believe that. I just heard that like said to me, like, um, yeah, but it's just kind of like, you know what I'm saying? There's just like Mm -hmm. a moment where like that really like faith just kind of kicks in and you just like go into overdrive and you're like, I know that he is good. Like that's all he can be. 
Right. And whatever comes out of this, like he, he's, he's got greater vision than I do. So I think a common misconception with this verse is that we have to, is that we can't act like things are actually hard when they are. It's almost Mm -hmm. like you got to consider it joy. So you can't actually express or act like it's hard. I just don't feel like that's what it's saying. I'd feel like it's saying you can take joy because you know that what this trial is doing in you is so worth Mm -hmm. actually going through it. Like what it's actually like, it's producing this faith in you, it's producing this perseverance in you. Because I know I've experienced some of the closest times with God when it's been the hardest, Mm -hmm. in the actual hardest season. So Mm -hmm. I think, yes, we can find that joy. It doesn't mean we have to act like this horrible situation Mm -hmm. isn't horrible, but it's because God's meeting you in that and what he's producing in you, that's what you're finding joy on you know you don't have to just fake it yeah yeah so you make it through that's good i think it's like what you said it's like it it's a testing of your faith you know it's not just like a test of your faith but it's like a testing Mm -hmm. and it says it produces so like for something to produce that's like over time right obviously you know much i you know much i I love hypotheticals yes you do. like when i read this verse like this is this is just what i think i'm gonna read when i read this verse and it's it's not true it's just what i think of like we just talk about being in a wreck I would read this verse and think like you get in a terrible accident and you're supposed to be just like smiling. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like that, that's just what I see. It's like, I'm considering it joy. Like I'm just going to have a smile on my face. And the guy's like, why are you so happy? And then you just get to share the gospel. Like, but it doesn't, like life doesn't really necessarily happen like that. No. Yeah. You know, I think that's, I read that verse and I'm like, I'm just supposed to just smile and yeah. act like everything. And I think that's the thing too. Even with church, it's like, people always act like everything's okay. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes that ties into it of like, yep. I know that I'm supposed to like, like I'm in a trial, but it, and it's going to produce this eventually. But like you said, you can't neglect that it's actually mm-hmm. difficult and hard and like right. not fun to endure. You know, the Bible talks all throughout scripture about endurance and enduring. Um, but yeah, I think that's something that's that we good. can do a bad job at is, it's like yeah, having just that misconception of like that you, know, you actually can yeah. have emotions towards something bad, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and struggle and struggle, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like to struggle. Yeah, I know some of y'all this way too, but just the way I grew up, it was very much like everything was always okay. You never talked about your problems or any negative emotions, and so I know why that's like these settings are so important is we can actually look at each other and be like, hey, it's okay to not be okay because. When you just get isolated, you're like, oh, no, I can just, I can take it on by myself. I can keep going. It'll get better. Like, you never really. Yeah, and I think. Get real. To, the, like, y'all's point, I, I, like, I, us as guys, like, we we like hard things, but we don't like showing that we can't do hard things. Right. And yep. So, it's like the world portrays that as weakness whenever, like, we want to yep. go do hard things. We want to lift heavy weights. We want to, you know, do things that seem to be hard, but when we don't accomplish them. And we don't want to admit that we didn't accomplish it because we're prideful, right. you know. And so, uh, and I think, man, this verse has been like with our with faith being named faith. Like this is this verse just really rang true the last two months of my life. And Sorry, this is very serious. I'm just laughing at your swivel chair. <laughs> so I can't sit still. <laughs> just, just 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 rock. Back just rock back and forth. Uh, but it, it's one of those. Like it was almost, I was fearful to even name her faith because we, mm-hmm. Elise and I talked about this, but I was like, I can, like nothing bad can happen. She's been healthy this whole time. And then obviously I'm not going to get into detail, but as soon as she bo- was born, everything went south. And so it's mm-hmm. like, 
man, the Lord, this, like, I, I can say that I have faith and like, but like, was I prepared? And I feel like the Lord was preparing me up to that day because at that point in time, as a dad, you want to be able to do anything to help your family or your kids, right? And like, I sat there and I literally couldn't do anything. Like, yeah. and it was, it was tough. Like, I was like, man, I can't, like, there's nothing I can do, right? And so I think that that was, this verse is like, I guess hits me pretty emotionally just because of faith being faith. But like, it was a time in my life I had to truly hit like, God's got to take care of right. this girl suffering to breathe. And mm -hmm. it's like, okay, like I'm seeing somebody else suffer. And I think that's what we see in our life, like as a community of brothers it's like when another brother hurts you hurt for them because mm -hmm. you you love them you know and yeah. but you want to help them and like i think when we get to that type of humility with each other it's like it's okay not to be okay like yeah. you were saying parker and uh so yeah that that was something i think i think for me has been a big deal you know yeah it's really good well i know that you also love the next verse if you if you want to read that and speak to that Luke. The wisdom part. Yeah. Uh, so if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask, ask from God. He who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. And this is a big deal here. It says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave in the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. And man, that's, uh, we were kind of talking about this before we started, but if this is not one of the biggest struggles that I think that like, I have faith, but it's like the whole, you know, Jesus talks about the faith of a mustard seed, the size it takes to move a mountain. Mm -hmm. But when we think we have faith, it's not 100%, right? It's 99, which to him is not like you have to truly believe that. And so I, I think about um, that living in the land of lukewarmness kind of ties in with this. And I'm like, man, how many times do I ask God for things that like, man, I, I'm pretty sure he – He's going to make this happen. Right. But it's those, like, man, you still have doubt. And that's obviously the enemy's deception that we are, you know, get deceived or whatever it may be that gives us that doubt. And so, I don't know, man, it really stepped on my toes reading this because, but I also seen it come alive in the past couple of months of like, God, I truly trust and believe that you're going to make this, like, that faith is going to breathe again, right? Normally, like, she's going to come home to, you know, one day. And so, uh, so yeah, y'all hit on that because that's something that I think in this world, like we do just ask and we expect, but we ask with not the faith that James mm -hmm. is talking here, you know? Yeah. I want to go back to, I, there was something I'd read in Proverbs. Um, this is a big thing I think too, is we don't do, or I don't do a good job of just asking, but it says here in Proverbs 2, it says, um, Proverbs 2, 6, for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge, and I understand. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the path of justice and walking over the way of his saints. And so that's something, that's obviously a gift that Jesus gives us is wisdom, right? But also that's something that we have to ask for, right? We have to seek out, and that's what, you know. I think it's in Matthew 7. He says, you know, asking will be given, seeking you'll find, and knock, and that door will be open. And so asking for that wisdom is the first thing that we are, I even forget to even ask for, right? I just yeah. expect mm -hmm. to get into this word and the spirit to lead me, but I don't ask for his guidance, right? I don't ask for his wisdom, like, God, you're, it's your thoughts, not mine, your words, mm -hmm. not my words. And so, um, 
I don't know. That's a, that's a big deal. I think is like just going to the Lord and like, hey God, I need your wisdom now. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, that has to come through our actions, right? To get into this word, like God's not just going to hear. And let me just give you this wisdom, right? Right. Uh, it's obviously. I think that's where it's big for us. And in return, with that gift, like it's freely given. That wisdom is with with wisdom comes knowledge of His word, right? And mm-hmm. so that's why you know we joke in at like life group and stuff, but how big it is to have scripture written on your heart and when times not just to, you know, just have it there, but it is to, you know, we talk about the, um, oh goodness, I'm going like, um, the breastplate of righteousness, y'all help me out, the shield of faith, the sword of the word. Yeah. The sword of the spirit, all those things like having ready to fight off Satan. Right. And so the sword being the word and having the word on your heart, I think is what, uh, helps with that. So. Taking care of your health is not always easy, but it should be simple. And that is why I started taking AG1 a couple years ago because I wanted something that uh, tasted delicious and that I knew was going to give me all the nutritional benefits that I needed to take on the day. So for me, I love working out. I love health. Um, and AG1 is just it's been a game changer for me because I do not like taking coffee in the mornings. I don't like taking pills. I don't like taking supplements. And AG1 um, has been something in the mornings that's been a go-to for me because, like I said, it tastes delicious. It gives me energy for the day. And not only that, it helps me be more focused, nourished, strong, and ready to take on the day. So it's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. And by doing that, that makes me feel all those things that I just said. So for me, I love drinking it cold. I have my cup and I put a bunch of ice in it with uh, 16 ounces of water. That's just how I do it. And I mix one scoop and that um, is gives me all the benefits that I need um, for the day. And I really started to take AG1 because like I said, I, do, I don't like taking pills. I don't like taking vitamins and uh, I don't like having caffeine in the mornings. So I wanted something that could help all those things while still tasting delicious. And that is what AG1 has been for me. And I've even, I've even felt the difference in my recovery. Uh, like I said, even if I don't um, take it right in the mornings or if I don't work out that day, I still love trying to take it in the mornings. And if I forget, I love to take it just at some point throughout the day because it, I do notice a difference um, in my health, but also just my recovery um, for some of the strenuous workouts that I've been doing lately. And so I've recommended AG1 to all of my friends and my family. Uh, my dad has been um, the latest on the health kick of AG1. He um, he even texted me the other day if I could ask AG1 uh, some questions about their product. Uh, my wife, Sadie, loves to take it as well. And I've gotten so many friends uh, on it in the past. You've heard me talk about John David from the Duck Call Room and um, my neighbor in the past and so many people uh, that I love that are my friends, my family, love taking AG1 as well. And I uh, we travel a lot, and oftentimes the places we go, there are not many healthy options to the places we go, which is why I love to bring my AG1 travel packs with me because it gives me the health that I need on the go while still tasting delicious, and I can get my gains in whenever I'm traveling. So if there's one product that I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's going to be AG1, and that's why I've partnered with them for so long. So if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash huff. That's drinkag1.com slash huff. Go check it out today. Yeah, I think this verse too, it's like, this verse kind of confuses me at times. And I think sometimes, the thing I do that I think can start like sincere, but I think can sometimes turn into a cop-out at least that I've kind of seen in my life is like whenever I, whenever I read this verse and I think about thinking about my life of 
you know, how do I ask God and not doubt? Like, cause I think all of us doubt, like, you know, I think about the, 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 the man of the um, gospels that says, you know, I believe I help my unbelief, which like, it, it's a great verse. It's like one of my favorite verses, but I think sometimes it can get to where it's like a cop out for a verse, like for a verse like this, you know what I'm saying? Like, I believe God, but like, but help any unbelief, like, but help my unbelief. And it's like, well, you're just kind of saying that because you still like, you're still doubting. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. I feel yeah. like, uh, yeah, then he goes on to say, he's like a double minded man, unstable in all of his ways. And I'm like, that seems a little harsh. Yeah. You know? He's like, this person should expect to receive nothing, nothing from yeah. God. Yeah, and I, th- harsh, I think, though, true, too, right? that setting you're talking about, that man's son was, I think he was crippled or either blind, something. Yeah, and so, if that was him like, or if, if it was like, if he was back at the. Because I think he was asking the Lord that because his son had been sick or whatever for mm-hmm. so long. And so it's, it's that whole point of suffering right there, right? And I think that's where, like you're saying, you struggle with that. And it is a cop out because a lot of times, like I was just saying this to Elise, like, because I'm having some, like, Lord, I believe in you and trust you, but, like, there's times, like, I have disbelief that you're going to mm-hmm. come through with it. And I think right. with our doubting, that's where Jesus' wisdom can shine through if we choose to ask and get into this, right? And so, uh, so I don't know. Yeah, that was that's a good point because I think it's a – everybody knows that verse and says, mm-hmm. Lord, I believe. But, yeah. like, Jesus says, the demons even believe. And so, mm-hmm. like, and they shudder. So it's – there's more to believe in. It's also the following and follow, actually following Jesus. But so I know some that stuck out to me even reading it just now. Um, I've heard it, but it just hit me differently today. But it says he gives this wisdom generously to all without finding fault. And just thinking about a lot of times, I feel like for me, like I don't ask for that wisdom because you know I know like what I've done lately right I have that shame it's like oh, I don't feel worthy to receive that wisdom or that guidance mm-hmm. from the Lord but that truth of like he does give generously to all without finding fault mm-hmm. you know it is about again going back to the faith it is about our faith in him not about how yeah. well we've obeyed or behaved lately um so anyways it's just that that comforting of his grace that he still does extend that mm-hmm. wisdom and how undeserving we are yeah because there's so many things you can doubt, like you can even doubt that he'll give it to you generously, you know, like he'll just give me just a little bit. Yeah, like that. Like that's what you can think. It's like you, yeah. You know, well, I said this earlier. I looked at this earlier. So God's just going to give me if I ask. Yeah. Then, but I doubt. I'm like doubting myself for even asking because I feel stupid because mm-hmm. of something yeah. else I've done in the day. Yeah. You know. So then it's like, how is God going to give this to me generously if I've already mm-hmm. done this? Right. Um, so like there, like that's what I'm saying. Doubt can play out, like doubt even that God's good or that He's even real or that He actually will give it to you generously or that He hears. Like there's so many factors of like what you could actually doubt, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think I was thinking about this. I don't think doubting is a bad thing, but I think if we live in the live in that mindset mm. where doubting becomes bad, you know, and yeah. because if we don't doubt things, then there's no way we can dig in here to see if what we doubt is true or not, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, it's a, and I, I've had this discussion because somebody asked me like, well, is doubting a sin or da- is doubting bad? And I was like, well, doubting is bad if we live in doubt, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's the same way, like if we live in fear, it's not bad to be fearful, right? Yeah. And so I think that's for me is I had to, 
teach myself is like it's okay to doubt not maybe not even doubt even question mm-hmm. but like not to live in that question and just constantly question it go find out for ourselves why right. why do we have doubt right or why do we why do we question what god does we'll get in here and dive in to see why and because there's there's so many people in this book that's been through like way worse stuff and you know the things that they've come through and i'm like man why don't i just get in here and find out for myself instead of questioning you know what god is doing in my life so. yeah i mean if you read the new testament like the gospels it's like the amount of people who doubt like you have john the baptist who you know baptizes jesus sees heaven split open in a dove and then he gets put in prison and he's like yeah sends his messengers to be like hey are you really because he's in prison you know and then you have thomas i'm not gonna i'm not gonna call thomas doubting thomas i can't stand when people call him doubting thomas he was just honest thomas yeah he was, right. he was a savage he was well, a honest thomas <laughs> i'm saying like, <laughs> like he doubted you got peter who went back fishing like yeah like they all had like they all wrestled with that yeah. like you know i think you know, they're and they're the twelve disciples and yeah. John the Baptist, who Jesus said no one was ever born greater of a woman than John. So it's like, yeah. and the dude was doubting in prison, like, yeah. you know, that's good. But I think, like, like we were saying, where where there's doubt, like you look at, like when Jesus said, told Noah to build the ark, when he, Jesus told Abraham to climb the mountain with his son mm-hmm. to be killed, like I, they're human, just like there was doubt there that oh, God yeah. was going to, like, is God going to come through? Because yeah. there's a moment when. uh Abraham's son asked, like, like, is Jesus going to provide, or where's the lamb at? And Abraham mm-hmm. says, Jesus will provide. Well, like, you know, he has to believe that, right? But, like, as he's climbing that mountain, if your son to... asks you a question, knowing that, like, I truly believe Abraham was going to kill his son, right? If, mm-hmm. And so it's like that point to, it's like, man, throughout the history of the Bible, there's been doubt of what Jesus is doing but it ultimately goes back to our faith and trust. Mm-hmm. And that's what these, and I think that's what James is saying. Nothing else matters but our faith and what Jesus is doing like, and if we truly trust him. And, and that's something that I, like, a, you know, I was just wrestle with a lot, right? And so, but yeah, that's good what y'all are saying, because that's played out a lot in my life. Mm-hmm. I, that story came to my mind earlier because I was thinking about, um, I was just reading that the other day. The fact that, you know, obviously Abraham and Sarah, we know, are just wrestling with the doubt of that. Because I think, um, if I heard this correctly, like they waited 23 years from the moment that God promised the son to when they got Isaac. Now, that's not Ishmael, but Isaac. So they obviously were struggling with the doubt because, and if you don't know the background of the story, it's like uh, Sarah goes to Abraham's, like just sleep with the maidservant. And so he sleeps with Hagar, and they... they do that almost to make a means of it. Like, yeah, well, we yeah. know you promised a son, and like we're not maybe, doubting. Maybe this is, but yeah, maybe this is yeah. I, I, you know, you made me to be smart. I'm just gonna sleep with the maid. You know, culturally that wasn't as crazy as it is for us. But like, they made means of that, and it, that moment that Abraham has with God is so comforting to me because even as the way I read that, I mean, that's kind of a mistake. Like he went. Mm-hmm. And tried to make a means of it. And God was like, No, I'm still holding my promise. And Ishmael was not that promise. So like and then and then in that he's like, and I'm gonna take care of him. Like he literally tells him, I'm still gonna he tells him I'm gonna bless Ishmael. And obviously it wasn't like you couldn't compare it to what Isaac ended up the way that he was blessed. Um and even even then, 
Abraham still had to wait, but he got that promise fulfilled too. Yeah. Um, it's just like comforting to read that part of the story that God would take that part of it where Abraham tried to take things in his own hands and, and God was like, well, I'm still going to take care of Hagar and Ishmael. Like they'll be straight. Yeah. And, They'll be straight. <laughs> what? <laughs> That'll be good. I, I, I doubt that's God's the RSV it. standard, Reeve standard version. <laughs> mm-hmm. The RSV. God's in. Hey, standard I'm just saying, he's he's personal to us, so. No, he is personal. I'm just. It's like the ER. There's just little things that I say that when straight. I'm talking to God, you know? No, I, I, I love it. That's when I'm hunting, I'm, when I'm hunting, Jacob's affected me, and now I'm saying, God, just send me a Boongambi. There you go. Mm-hmm. Just send me Nothing but the Boongambi. <laughs> but I th- James is really hitting on, like, so I was even, you know, if, you get, if you go to verse 2, then if you look at verse 12, you know, Jesus talked about in, the, in this world, you know, you will face trials. And, you know, everyone always says, not if, but he says when. <clears throat> and... You know, 12 says, blessed is, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life. And James is just hammering, like, you're going to go through some stuff. Like, you know, life is not going to be easy. Like, maybe it might be easier for some than others, but you're all going to go through things that, you know, that are difficult. And he says, like, you have to remain steadfast. Like, you have to consider it joy, you know. Um I, I just love that he said that in two, then he talked for a little bit, and then he was like, if you didn't understand what I meant in verse two, I'm just going to just kind of reiterate. I'm, I'm just going to kind of keep keep hammering this idea of, you know, remaining steadfast cause, because it, easy, it is easy to fall away, you know? Like, you know, when you do face trials, it's almost like when you do face trials, like you don't want to talk to God. And then when you do talk to God, you're probably doubting, you know? And then you come back. So it's like, I, 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 that might not be the way that he laid it out, but I think it's interesting. It's like, you talk about this difficult thing and then you kind of address a root of like, you're not going to want to ask God for wisdom if you're going through this hard trial. And like, maybe you will, but like, there's probably going to be doubt involved because you are going through something difficult. And then he reiterates it, reiterates it again. And then he goes on to talk about, which we can get to that in a little bit, but like, you know, let no one say when he is tempted, I'm being tempted by God. Like, so it's feel like, I feel like it's all this like inner dialogue in the text of like the way it's ordered for like, I don't know. I, I just, whenever I read it, this is kind of how I see it. It's, it's, um, it's interesting. Like, I think it's so just, you know, um, what, what's the word? I won't say literature, but like, just the way that he like organizes the text, I think it's just super interesting. Yeah. And I think obviously as we like anything that's repeated over and over in the Bible, obviously we know like we should pay attention to mm-hmm. it, you know. And I think like today's world, like a following Jesus, I think we can see like we can look at public figures or we can look at just our lives and like when we do follow Jesus, there's this preconception of like, man, everything's about to be good now. Right. Like if, mm-hmm. if people say who Jesus is and Jesus is love and Jesus is gracious and all these things, well, then you go read James and it's like, oh, man, is this walk with the Lord actually what people are saying it is like? Is it all? Mm-hmm. But the difference is, is joy versus happiness. Right. And mm-hmm. so like when we can face these things as we give our life to Jesus, joy becomes to trump happiness. Right. And I think right. that's where like whenever it's this 
I think it's in Matthew, he talks about the soils. There's different types of soils. And based off those soils, what the seed falls in depends on if the harvest is plentiful, right? And so I think that's like for us as men and like as we raise our kids to know like this is something to instill in our kids. Man, when you, because Jesus tells us to his disciples, he's like, when you follow me, know, mm-hmm. like if I'm persecuted, you as well will be persecuted. Right. And as we know all, what happened to most of the disciples, right? They were killed, murdered, crucified, yeah. upside down, beheaded. And so it's like, man, like that's, we shouldn't beat around the bush like to people that are just starting to follow Jesus. Like, hey, this is a war we're in. This is not just a physical, this is a spiritual battle that we have to fight daily with with Satan. And he is coming after us from not like this. He's coming from back here, right? Mm-hmm. Like we know Satan's a coward. So like that's what I was kind of – this is a big thing that I really try to live by is like we have all these breastplate of righteousness, your shield of faith, like your sword ready to defend off Satan. But, man, there's nothing to cover our back that's said in here. But what I see in the Word teaches us our brotherhood – is who has our back type deal. And so it's like what we do here is what keeps Satan from coming in our back door because he ain't coming in the front. He ain't knocking on the front door. And that's like if I know that and I have Parker and Christian and Reeves, they're like, hey, I have your six. It's like the whole SEAL team deal. It's like Mm -hmm. I got you. I have to trust that Reeves has got my back when I tell him something, right? Right. I got to trust that Parker or Christian, like he's got my back and not just like got my back as like a brother. Like, yeah. If somebody's coming after my family or something that's said, like they're gonna stand up for me, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's like the whole stand in the gap for your brother, yep. right? You're gonna literally it says there's no greater love than a brother to give up his life. And that's what Jesus tells us. And so it's mm-hmm. like, do I love you enough to do that? You know? And so I think that's what you were saying, Christian, of like the redundancy here that James is saying. Yeah. Is something that we can get like lost in of like Thing he's saying it over and over and over, but man, like there's there's got to be something to it, you know. Yeah, I feel like I can get wrapped up, like verse thirteen. Um, you know, let no one say when he is tempted, "I'm being tempted by God," for God cannot be tempted with evil, and He Himself tempts no one. That part kind of confused me a little bit. I love fourteen, but each person is tempted when he is the Lord and enticed by his own desire. Because I can picture that. I think, I think you know, I know God doesn't tempt you necessarily, obviously, because the word says that. But I think, I think sometimes I can misconstrue being put, being put in certain situations. Mm-hmm. You know, of like if I'm praying for, you know, patience or whatever, and I get put in a situation that like majorly tests that patience. Mm-hmm. Like God's yeah. not necessarily like tempting me. Yeah. But you are he's testing, but he's testing you. Like so, it's, it's, there's a difference between mm. being tempted and being te- being tested. Well, come on, that'll preach. What? <laughs> it's true, but yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, keep talking about that because I think you're getting on. That's yeah, that's really good. Well, yeah, because I mean, if you look at Genesis one, like, like you can make an argument, like, mm-hmm. like it's why did he put the tree in there anyway? Like, why did he put the tree in there anyways? Like, why make a serpent that's craftier than? You know, like, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Well, I, you know, I was thinking, well, actually, when we were doing that video, one of the devos yesterday was, but it's like, <clears throat> until we have eyes to see or ears to hear, we see those situations as temp- temptation, right? Mm-hmm. Like you were saying. And so, like, when we pray for, like Christian was saying, when you pray for patience, then we are, right, let's have eyes to see. Because 
you know, or I've seen, like when we ask for something, we may not get it in that moment, but God's about to send something mm-hmm. in our lives that's mm-hmm. either about to rocket or about to test us, right? So we can, yeah. like you said, either we look at it as temptation, which we, we know is not him tempting us, but we can feel that way, right? Yeah. But we can look at, all right, if I'm praying for patience, how can I be ready for this test? Because that's what James is saying here, right? Like testing of your faith. It's not a, you take a test and you're done. This is a, a test that's a lifetime, right? Once we follow Jesus. So I think, Christian, man, what you're, you're smacking on there, that, mm-hmm. that, that right there can, I think, needs to be talked about and, you know, because we can get lost in the, those two words are real similar, but it's a big mm-hmm. difference. Yeah, well, it's like, but each person is tempted when he is loaded and touched by his own desire. So it's like, <clears throat> I mean, if you just think about it, like, you know, way back when, back when I was addicted to like pornography and stuff, it's like, if I. <clears throat> brought my phone like you know like there's so many pra- like there's practical things right it's like if you bring your phone to the bathroom then you stumble and it's like it's you like you're lured in you're being mm-hmm. tempted like and like that's your own desire like that's something that entices you mm-hmm. you're putting yourself in a situation that it's going to lure you in and then you fall to it mm-hmm. you know you stumble to it um <clears throat> yeah i think i think that's the distinction there it's like and he himself tempts no one, but each person is tempted when he is lowered and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. I think I think James is cool too, because it's like he there's like all these processes throughout mm-hmm. like his text. Yeah. Like earlier, it's like this produces steadfastness. Like let that have its full effect. And then with sin, it's like <clears throat> here's this here's this analogy of like like you, you know, you conceive this sin and then you keep indulging in it. You know, you keep sitting in it mm-hmm. like you talked about. And then eventually it brings forth, mm-hmm. you know, death, which would be mm-hmm. the analogy of bringing forth the baby. Like, yeah. you know, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Cause I think, I think even sometimes I find myself maybe not even necessarily like saying that, but like believing that in my heart that like mm-hmm. God's tempting me. Yeah. Or like God's putting me in this situation, like, right? You know, yeah. Because it's that tension of like, does is He allowing me to be in this situation? Like He could have stopped it. He's sovereign and in control of all things, but mm-hmm. He's not making you make those decisions, or mm-hmm. you know, like you do have decisions to make. Like mm-hmm. you putting yourself in a position that you shouldn't be in that's going to lead to temptation. Like yeah. He's not making you, yeah, do that. You know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's. A lot of tension. Yeah. I think that's yeah. not going to be resolved, but it's it's something to mm. think about. Yeah, I think for me, at least when I read that verse, like that's the ticket, what you just said. It's it's the, the scary part of that verse is it's when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Mm-hmm. And so um, when you're applying that, at least I've seen in my life, like temptation, especially with phones, like it's everywhere. So, like, mm-hmm. we have to be able to operate in a way like, yes, like, we have we have ways we can avoid, we have avoidance of, like, a risk mm-hmm. management thing. So, yeah. like, don't bring your phone into the bathroom. But you're still going to have other moments of isolation that mm-hmm. you have to be strong yeah. in. And, and so, like, when I read that, when I read 14, I can't help but think, like, 
each person is tempted. So you run into temptation when you're lured and enticed by your own desire. So hmm. that desire, at least in my, the way my brain works, that desire is formed when you're watching Game of Thrones and you're like, I know it's bad. Hmm. And like, that's yeah. a big, that's a big topic of like, there's a lot of Christians that love Game of Thrones and I'm not dogging it. Like watch Game of Thrones. If, if you can be strong and watch Game of Thrones, nah. that's great. I will. I can't. I, and I'll right. like call it weak. I'm, I'm not going to turn on that show. I've never watched it. And I've just heard so many people say yeah. that there's a, like a sex scene every other. Just so like. Did you watch Game of Thrones? If you no, never so. seen it, I was, I was fixing a dog, but I was like, I thought, I thought, okay. <laughs> and I, again, no. again, some people can We've can watch away. that show, and th and I'm sure it's great. I would probably love the show. I mean, if that many people like rave about the show, but I'm just saying, yeah. When you allow like that crack in the door, you've you're building this desire, and like, and I promise you, anytime that you run into temptation, whether you stumble with it or not, like if you're feeling more tempted than you normally do you could trace it back to a moment where you were struggling with lust because like that's the desire just kind of forming mm -hmm. up and you're going to get dragged into temptation when you're letting that in. Like, you know, right. well, it starts like, yeah, I, I don't know how many episodes are in. Have, have any of y'all seen Game of Thrones? <laughs> cool. See, none no of our producers have seen Game of Thrones either. We love it. We love it. <laughs> but it's like, but I'm saying you start with, you know, well, if it does happen, I'm just going to fast forward that, right? Mm -hmm. Then season four rolls around. Then it's instead of doing, you know, 0.5, you're at 0.25, you know, yeah. on the, on the you know, fast, fast forward. forward. <laughs> and then season six rolls around, and it's a little, eh, I'll just, yeah. you know, I'll let this one slip. So, but I'm like, you, you can gradually, that door open. Saying, like, yeah, like, I would not want to watch Game of Thrones with Sadie. Like, so if I don't want to, if I would not want to watch that with her, with my wife. Then I ain't watching it. Then I'm not going to want right, to watch it with my guy friends. All. You yeah. know, it's like. That, that that's stupid like that makes no sense right and it's like but god it's like like he's always with you you know mm -hmm. like there's no like hiding from that or like mm -hmm. you know there's no you know isolating isolating that i guess like right it's like he's with you when you're watching it with your wife or with your brothers or by yourself like all the time he's like all the time and i think that sometimes yeah i, I, I love the brother that over is because like i said not a dog though. obviously we there's all, many shows. There's many do. shows that are like that. Um, but I think sometimes, you know, it's like the foot in the door. It's like, it, like all, you know, the enemy needs is just to get his foot in the door. And then you look up and you watch that and then you have a, a dream. That's a super lustful dream. And then it's like, you're thinking about that all day. And then that leads you to lingering on social mm -hmm. media longer than that. Lead, like there's, yeah. like yeah. The, it just spirals. Snowballs, like it's just yeah. a snowball, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I try not to force it on people, but I try to say it in every possible situation I can, but I'm just the type of person that, and I, and I want to say it to just encourage anybody or maybe lead somebody to make a change that they need to, but I, I'm no social media and like, I've got this thing on lockdown. Like, you don't even have YouTube. I don't have internet unless it's in a, like, I have a list of allowed websites Yeah, and like my wife knows about it and I have guys that have the code. Like if I need to actually access a website, then they'll open it yeah. like i don't download apps mm -hmm. and i'm like call call it weak whatever i don't know like i'm going to restrict my access because think about where this has come like this is in the pocket of a lot of fifth graders and fourth graders and and it's you can access anything 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 mm -hmm. and like that's we just that in our pocket 
everywhere we go, like I just would rather not open myself up to that. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, that's not for everybody, you know, and, and maybe you're, uh, there's a lot of career paths that rely on social media, but for me, I just don't. Yeah. I think your example is should be a challenge, you know, to all of us because yeah. when we look at this verse, it literally says it's it is our own evil desires in us that lead us to this temptation. Like yeah. we all should be that serious about killing sin in our lives, you know, if it really is mm-hmm. something that's within us. Like we can do all these outward things to try to be a better person. Like it really is who we are in the inside mm-hmm. that needs to change. I don't know, just your your commitment to that is really encouraging. You know, like, hey, I'm, I'm going to just play with sin in my life, which I think we can do sometimes, but I'm going to really just, I want to kill this sin. I want to change my desires. Yeah. Well, you had, you had Covenant Eyes in college, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I talked about Covenant Eyes on the podcast, and this is not an ad right now for Covenant Eyes, but it is a thing that you can, like, block certain websites. Yeah. Like, if you... Everything. Like, no Pornhub, no, you know new like there's like it blocks keywords it blocks Mm -hmm. you know all those things and if you're somebody that wrestles with that like you know instead of just not having snapchat instagram twitter or whatever like you can actually have a thing that blocks any web Mm -hmm. searches and it it sends you know a message to whoever you choose if you try to search something and like or whatever so you have that accountability that's always Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's our thing as men we're so prideful as you've hit on that we're not yeah. we don't want to ask for help mm-hmm. or pay for help that's <laughs> that's subscription based if i'm not mistaken it is and that is like the biggest excuse i've heard that so many it's times just crap like, oh i'm not yeah. paying for that how worth it is it to you yeah you know well the way i've I mean, done it a few it's, times a month the way i've done yeah. it is free so maybe i'm that person but but i think i think to that y'all's points of that man is and this is where you always hear like go toe to toe with the devil and it's like man i am not going toe to toe with the de-. like there's a line and if we go toe to toe with him we're going to step over that line mm-hmm. and so like what reeves is saying and like when you set those boundaries we're six feet off that line mm-hmm. right now yeah we're gonna sometimes we're gonna get closer to that line but if we set ourselves up with that line mm-hmm. he's gonna win nine times out of ten right and so i think that's why james says like with conception like when when a baby's conceived, it's such a small thing that happens, but gives birth to something that's miraculous, right? Mm-hmm. Something that's so beautiful, and that's what he's like. He's using here. It's like gives it gives birth to sin, which, like, yeah, I looked at this one time. That's like it's such a little deal, right? Like, it's right, not that big a deal. I just saw one. Like I just saw a woman walk by. And it's like, ah, oh, man, she's good looking. Whatever it may be, it's yeah. like ah, oh, it just gives birth to. There's mm-hmm. a conception, right? But then it keeps going. Then he says it grows into something fully grown and so it comes from lusting to addiction to just consumption of your life right and so it's like you were towing the line you cross the line and then you live in that that you're living on that side right and so i think that's like man y'all's i think that's like you have eyes to see where you have to limit yourself like i have to have eyes to see where i have to limit myself Mm. parker christian and everybody's different in that way but just like for if you're listening, don't like don't even set yourself up to toe that line because right. we're just setting ourselves up to fail, right? And so yep. having having brothers to say like, hey, I know you struggle there. Let's not toe that line. Let's mm-hmm. get off the line, right? Uh, so yeah, I think because we can easily say, I've heard guys say this like, well, I deleted all social media. Well, let me tell you, it ain't went away. Right. <laughs> Satan still lives in this world. Women still walk down the streets. Right. Just because you deleted off your phone, yeah, 
doesn't mean that you're not, you know, partaking that. So like, you got to take steps and, you know, you know what you can do. But so, yeah, that was something I think to, that has encouraged me is like, man, don't even tow that line. That's right. uh, Cause I'm going to cross it. You ain't going to win either. No. Well, well, you do have the victory, but yeah. And again, I don't, I don't want to put myself up against. Yeah. But then you're putting your, you know, when you cross that line, you could put your marriage in a restriction of like, man, does my wife trust me? Right. Or like you can like, having two girls now it's like man did they know what their daddy's doing like and it changes your perspective on like oh, yeah. okay now i see why dads are the way they are because now when you have two girls and the way i looked at women or the way i acted upon whatever it may be it's like man yeah it's a the whole perception change of it's funny how you get something brought back into your life that you thought that's what life was all about was like mm-hmm. getting with women or mm-hmm. talking with women or dating as many whatever it may be and then you have some of your own. You're like, man, it changes Shoot. the whole thought process mm-hmm. of what you man. think, you know. So I'm about to find uh, out. I love God's humor because He turns things right back to you. Yeah. Like, here, yeah. son. Yeah. Here's yeah, here was your old ways. Mm-hmm. Let's just look at it from this perspective of you know. So yeah, that's really good. Well, that concludes it for episode one of season four. Thank you so much for tuning in and stick with us for next week as we, um, we're going to do the rest of James 1, Hearing and Doing the Word, which is potentially my favorite little segment of Scripture. So tune in next week as we dive into verses 19 through 27.